Hey, good morning. I'm sorry I'm late. I completely forgot that it was Wednesday and I promised to um, be here for you. And so that's got to be um, traumatic and unproductive that I'm late picking you up from soc- soccer practice. Or I remember my mom um, was late picking me up from school. I was a bus kid. You know that big yellow school bus um, where I teach now? Kids call it the cheese bus, which I think is so funny. So I rode the cheese bus from the moment my mom could put me on it until I got my license to drive and got a car. <laughs> I w- And I'm telling you, that bus ride was so character building. It was, I always, I, just the route always happened to be, I was like the first one picked up. So the bus ride would be really long in the morning. And then I would be like the last one dropped off when it was time to go home. And I remember in first grade, my next door neighbor and I, um, we had a substitute bus driver and we were in first grade. She didn't under, I guess her address wasn't on the bus route. And so we're the last two on the bus. And she's like, where do you two live? I went into pure panic and I can talk about, um, my anxiety made me under-function. Oh my God, you need to listen to Brene Brown's podcast, um, Unlocking Us. I think it's from April 3rd. She has an episode about anxiety and how um, we can over-function or under-function. And I was the youngest in my family, and so I under-function a lot. I shut down, and that's definitely what I did. And I went into... While I was under-functioning, I was also panicking. Like, I don't know where I live. I don't know how to get to where we live. And then my next door neighbor was so smart. She was a genius. She knew our address. She knew the street. She knew like, and she was new. She was my new neighbor. Maybe that's why she knew. And I was just like, I grew up in my house and I never had to think about it. Anyway, that got us home. Um, yeah. Warning, I'm going to be on a lot of tangents. Oh, anyway, so I was always the bus kid. And so there was one day where my mom was picking me up from school to go to art class. I had art class on Thursday after school. And there was one day where my mom forgot to get me. And I acted, I milked that as if like that was my childhood trauma. And she's like, it really wasn't. It was one time. And I just like walked into the school, used the phone, called my mom. And she came. It wasn't a big deal. Let me take a sip of coffee. Um, Also, in the last recording, I said there were two posts about anti-racism that I wanted to mention, and I only mentioned one. The other one was from Africa Brooke, who said, now is not the time to be judging your um, screen time or your time on your phone, using social media. And I've thought about this so much so I don't know if I mentioned it or if I um I'm gonna sneeze (coughs) excuse me um could you guys edit that out just kidding I don't have producers um so I I've recorded a lot but then I've deleted a lot so I don't know if it ever made it through um but that was a post that I needed because I spent 12 hours on the phone the other day. I really think I did share this. Anyway, I don't know. If I ever like start a story and I don't finish it, please message me and I'll finish it on another recording. 
Um, last night I had a really great uh, Zoom meeting with some friends and we do trivia like every other week. And what we do is we just, one of us will make trivia questions and we'll compete. And last night we were doing trivia and then um, the winner um, had a Black Lives Matter related um, organization that we organized money to. I always lose at trivia. I start out really strong, but then when the um, levels get harder is when I lose. Um, and last night was pretty brutal, but I was happy to donate to an organization and I don't have it in front of me. Um, there are so many and I've been donating like every other day, which feels good, feels right. Um, and then what else did I want to talk about? Um, let me pause. The power of the pause. Let me tell you, my mind was just racing. I was rambling, not making much sense. I wasn't happy. So I clicked pause on recording. And that moment of intentionally stopping, I just felt peace and calm and control. And I felt much better. So a reminder to hit pause on your life at some point today. Um, I finished all 50 introductory lessons from the Waking Up Meditation course yesterday. Um, and I want to celebrate that for a second because the last like 10 lessons have been really difficult for me. It's, I mean, how can anyone stop their thoughts or just... That's not, the, that's not the point of meditating. You don't stop your thoughts. It's just about like noticing your thoughts and then returning to the breath, returning to consciousness and mindfulness and just like not being hyper-focused on one thought or thing and you kind of, your awareness goes wide and it has been so difficult for me to do that. Um, and so I'm still trying um, and I do have moments where I'm successful, but not a lot. And then um, while I paused the recording, I thought about something else. I just keep thinking, and I told my friends this on the Zoom call last night, that I want to be able to solve systemic racism within myself and society immediately. And they all nodded and laughed, and we all acknowledged that that's not possible. And one of my friends said her therapist has her draw a quadrant. And I've seen this before. Um, and I wish I had it in front of me because I can't, I can like picture it 60% with accuracy. And so the quadrant is like in one box, it's, or one side is things I can control, things I cannot control. And then the other side is um, things that can be solved immediately, things that need time. And systemic racism is out of our control and it's it cannot be solved immediately. Are there things we can do within our own lives? Yes. Actions we can take? Yes. Um, but overall, like, I am not a system. Um, and then I saw another post 
And I think it was from a black person's account. Again, I am on Instagram like all day saving resources. Um, I'm at the point where I need to divide them into different folders. And this one post said that the manic energy of white people right now is exhausting. And that to me, I saw and I was like, me, that is me. I'm manic right now. Um, and then I guess there's something about my past that I've wanted to share. Like I'm involved in education and I remember it started in undergrad. I had a teacher say, if you want an education as a teacher, if you want to become the best teacher you can, you need to teach in the city, not the county. And I don't want to give away too many details of where I live. Um, but if you knew, it would all make sense to you. And so I said, well, I want to be the best teacher I can be. I'll teach in the city. And then um, there's Teach for America, which um, I could do many recordings about my thoughts on Teach for America. Um, so Teach for America will place you in a city where... Um, there's disparity and um, lacking of resources. And so there's a social justice component to it that like one day, the mission is one day all students will receive an equal education. And I may have just butchered the mission statement. Anyway, um, excuse that sniffle. So I thought, oh, two birds, one stone. Like I'll apply to this program and teach in the city and... Um, the intention is like social justice work. Like I want to help. Um, and so I thought I was starting a career of like anti-racism work, but looking back, my intention doesn't compensate or it doesn't mean anything to the impact I had. I don't think... I was ready for the classroom in my 20s. And this is after years of student teaching and studying pedagogy and education and um, doing case files on students and um, projects and papers. And I was interning all over my state, like in different county schools and in city schools. And um, honestly, I wasn't ready to teach until like now. Now I'm approaching ready. Um, anyway, so like with Teach for America, I always thought that was the start of my anti-racism work. And in a way it was. Like we did have um, training sessions. And when I was getting my master's, we had courses on um, inequity in the classroom. And then, oh, okay, when I was in high school as a little gay teen in a very conservative town, I joined like an equal rights club. And we all behind the scenes were like, okay, this is gay club. Like this is like, we have gay kids in the school and we don't feel equal. So this is secretly gay club. And but it was the name of it was something about like equal rights or e human humanity. I don't remember what it was. It was a long time ago. And the jocks came to the first meeting 
to protest the meeting to say, we don't have any problems at this school. (laughs) They came in and said, like, you don't need to exist here because minorities don't have any issues here, is what they said. And I sat there shaking in my little um, emo, swoopy, surfer boy haircut. Um, I, I don't know how to explain the emo boy, swoopy boy haircut. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was just like... Justin Bieber's, like, when people make fun of the Justin Bieber haircut, we all know what we're talking about, but he hasn't had that haircut in probably, like, a decade now. Anyway, that's what my hair was, and I probably had on, like, Converse, and I, like, rode on my jeans, and I was just all types of anxiety, um, and here I am today, um, talking to you now. (laughs) Oh my god. Who were you in high school? Who was I? Anyway, so like, I guess I'm sharing all this to say like, I really thought that I was kind of on the right side of things. But looking back, I have two thoughts. Looking back, I could have done so much better. And I I, I made so many mistakes. Oh my God, I could cry making so many mistakes. Was I well-intended? Yes. But I made so many mistakes on this journey and I'm still making mistakes. And I guess the second point is how can I look at that with compassion and love that yes, I made mistakes, but I'm learning from them now. I understand that my intentions are not as important as my impact. And I probably negatively impacted the lives of others. And I I guess I'm being vague, but I just mean like as a white dude going into a predominantly black elementary school as a teacher, I mean, I went in with love and I loved my kids and my kids' families, but I'm sure I, I can think of different moments I had that, um, were harmful. And just, I mean, when we look at what colonialism is, hello, I mean, I'm a white guy going to a black school. And that's that's an issue I have with Teach for America, um, where the intention is good, but what is the impact? And I mean, hello, I'm telling you, Teach for America has been around for a while, Okay, now I'm scared that I'm talking about this huge organization and I'm, I don't, allegedly, this is all allegedly. (laughs) If you're a lawyer and you think I'm in danger of like slander, please DM me. Um, But I like, TFA's been around for a while. Let's, and this is what's interesting. There's always a think piece that comes out every year maybe every six months, sometimes every two years, that talks about Teach for America as a problem or a solution. Like, there's always just, like, a think piece about it. And then, um, so right now, I am really waiting for students of, I want to say, like, they're going to be, like, 19 years old or they're just going to be, like, college age. And they're going to come out with a really beautifully painful written piece about um, the negative impacts from their white Teach for America teacher. Like, I'm waiting for that. And um, 
it's the type of thing where it's like, I'm predicting this. Maybe it's already out and I just haven't, I haven't seen it yet. Um, but that's kind of where I'm thinking. Anyway, um, but also it's nuanced. I know I did a lot of good. I have students, um, their mom's phone numbers are saved in my phone. I have voicemails that make me want to cry because we just adored each other so much. Um, and it was really beautiful. Like, okay, this was all over the place as always. And I have, honestly, I have no direction (laughs) with my Instagram account. I feel really confused. Like, do I start posting sobriety stuff now? Because I, it's all intersectional in a way, like recovery and anti-racism work. But I said I wouldn't be posting anything sobriety focused until June 20th. So I'm just confused. I'm a mess. Honestly, I think we're all just waiting for this to get to my 100th episode so I can be done with it. Um, but if you've gotten this far, you really are VIP. So I appreciate it. I love you so much. And I hope you have a great Wednesday. Okay. Thanks. Bye.